0: podcast i'm emily and i'm rachel and today we are going to talk about a very niche market in k-pop actual bands whoa i know not just groups bands yes they play their own instruments and they sing sometimes they dance sometimes not
1: yeah they don't really have to because they're a band they're a band not a group they're a band
0: yeah. um. So I, I wanted to do an episode just focusing on bands that were in the genre of K-pop. Because there aren't too many of them, but the ones that are there, I think are like super good. As a side note, there are so
1: many more Korean artists than just K-pop groups that you're familiar with. And, and even these K-pop bands, there is a whole world of Korean indie music. I used to be, like, super into Korean indie music, but I kind of fell off the bandwagon. But they, there are a lot of great indie bands, too, but that is not what we're going to talk about today. No. Um, we're talking about bands that are super popular because they are, like, a pop rock band. Yeah. Um, they're not a rock band um, or an alternative group.
0: And the difference with these bands are they're marketed and packaged and promoted as K-pop, even though they're a band.
1: Right, they they are catering to the large international audience that K-pop is catering towards. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're gonna cover four bands that you guys should know. The first one is my favorite, my personal fave, Royal Pirates. Sometimes just goes by RP. Roleplay. Yep. <laughs> no. They debuted in 2013, but technically they formed in 2004 with kind of a tragic backstory. The group was actually formerly known as Fading from Dawn, and they used to play several Korean events in California because they're American. One of the members actually died. Richard Kim, he played the bass. He was the older brother of Moon Kim, who is the vocalist and guitarist. And he died pretty tragically in a car crash in 2008. So after his death, they changed their name to Royal Pirates because they said they could no longer be fading from dawn without him, which is pretty sad.
1: That is pretty sad. Um, yeah, they're a pretty good group, though.
0: Yeah, they are definitely my favorite. They have four original members. they are only two members now, though. Moon Kim, he's the lead vocalist. He plays guitar. Exies, he plays the drums. Richard Kim, he played bass. He's the one that died. And James Lee, he played bass and then later was also their keyboardist because they changed up their sound a little bit. Yep. But he also left the group because he was injured in 2015. He was in chronic pain and he had to leave and he left January 31st of 2017. I, I, that's really sad too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just seems it seems like
0: bad luck is following this band and obviously they don't deserve it. Um, no, they so. are very talented. Their debut song, uh, Drawing a Line... It's actually on Spotify in English and in Korean. I urge you to immediately go listen to their music on Spotify. The latest of their music was um Runaway, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that is also a really good song. A lot of electronic elements in that too.
1: Yeah, so they they changed up their sound too, and they did it flawlessly. Like all the songs that they make are really good. They don't have a a ton of music out there, um but what they have is quality, right? Not quantity, which matters. So I'm just bummed that there's only two of them now. Like
0: I really hope they can make it work like maybe White Stripes style. <laughs>
1: Yeah, or maybe they find another bass guitarist who, or keyboardist, or keyboardist yeah. that works as well with them as James did.
0: I mean, these guys have been together since 2004, like... Yeah. I mean... They're like a they're family. They're bros. Yeah. They're yeah. F- two of the members literally were family, you know? Yeah. But yeah, they started as pop rock, and then they kind of evolved into an edgier sound with electronic mm. elements. Remember when we were we were just watching, like, was it Music Bank? I think it was... I think it was M Music Bank. Mm-hmm. And um Royal Pirates came on. I was like, oh my god, this is like the drawing the line people. Yeah. And we were excited, thinking it was going to be pop rock. And then they played Runaway, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did they, like, kick people out of the band and start something else? Because I had noticed, I'm like, where's the, the bassist? Oh, no. He's just that talented. He's like, let me pull out. Another instrument, and he was also super hot. Let me just play (laughs) this keyboard.
1: Yeah, um, (laughs) James Lee, like, whoa, super, super delicious. Look up pictures, you're welcome.
0: And they have four albums Drawing the Line, Shout Out, Love Toxic, and 3.3. I strongly urge you after this podcast to check them out. So, the next one we're gonna talk about is CN Blue. And that is also a pop rock band formed in two thousand nine. CN stands
1: for codename and blue is a backronym for burning, lovely, untouchable, and emotional. Can uh, you tell they were formed in two thousand nine or what? God damn, that is a word vomit mess.
0: Uh, it sounds it sounds like a communicable disease almost. <laughs>
1: burning, lovely,
0: untouchable, <laughs> and emotional <laughs> Ah yes. <clears throat> yeah, they are a form they're a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> that was a really good analysis of their bacronym. Maybe it was a back disease. Oh
0: my god. Okay. <laughs> so, uh they have four current members and one former member. Jung Yonghua, he is the leader. Which is an important person in K-pop, and only K-pop. Uh, guitar and main vocals and rap. He is running this fucking show. Yep. Uh, they have Lee Jong-hyun, who is guitar and vocals, and Kang Min-hyuk, drums, Lee jung bass and rap, and Quan Kwang-jin as the former bassist. Let's talk about just the position leader. For a sec. You never see that in any other fucking genre. I mean, obviously it means that he's the front man, but it's not just being a front man. You literally lead your group.
1: You're like the baby manager of your group. You're You're like the in-house manager of your group, basically.
0: Basically, you like people in your band look up to you for guidance and then for assurance, and it is on your shoulders.
1: Yeah, usually, too, this is the oldest member of the group, and this goes back into South Korean culture where you- it is a very, like, age-based society, so, like, the oldest person in your group is the person that you're looking up to, is the person that you're looking to for guidance, so that is the leader position, in a nutshell. I think that's where that comes from.
0: So, very interesting. It could only be in K-pop because of Korean culture. CN Blue's first live performance was actually in Tokyo, and it was in Shinjuku Station in 2009, which I thought was kind of funny, because we were there! Hey, hey, Seven! <laughs> and they formally debuted in August 2009 with Now or Never, and that mini-album was recorded completely in English, but it failed to chart on the Korean uh, music charts, unfortunately. Sad. Sad. In January, FNC Entertainment unveiled a series of video teasers for CN Blue's debut in South Korea. The band had their first televised live performance on KBS's Music Bank on January 15th. Um, this is all happening in 2009. Sorry if I made it seem like this is happening now. And um, that's when they started to get popular, is when the video element happened. Yeah. I, I wonder Why?
1: <laughs> and, I, and I I feel like K-pop really started its um, popularity in 2009, 2010. It seemed like the music industry was like, let's go all in on these groups, like Girls Generation, to anyone, uh, CN Blue, Big Bang, Shiny, Big Bang, Shiny like all Chai of Han. these huge, huge groups started right around that time. So I think this was like a good environment for them to start in. And that's probably why they picked up in popularity.
0: Mm hmm.
1: That is an interesting tidbit that uh CN Blue and FNC Entertainment were sued by Korean punk band Crying Nut <laughs> <laughs> for unauthorized use of their unauthorized use of their song Pilsal Offside on Mnet's M Countdown in 2010. So they obviously recovered from that easily. Yeah.
0: yeah, despite uh being sued for stealing someone's work, which obviously I don't think it was the band. I think it was their management. Yeah, dude, like um they actually do quite a bit of philanthropy work and they've been donating money and rice to needy. Part of their yearly income actually goes towards a trust thing for charity. So,
1: And that apparently contributes to the construction of schools. Yeah. So, that's super cool. Way to go, CN Blue.
0: Yeah. They have two Korean albums and eight Japanese albums. Holy shit.
1: I mean, their first live performance was in Shinjuku, so...
0: Their aesthetic is almost uh, Visual K J-Rock.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely.
0: Before Korean Wave, before Korean Pop, J-Rock ruled with an iron fist. Oh, yes. I mean... I had no idea that Korean music existed, but in eighth grade, I was like, oh my god, I love Miyavi! He's so hot!
1: (laughs) Like, even me, a girl
0: from Florida in, you know, the early 2000s new Japanese groups. Yeah. So, especially their pop rock sound, I'm not surprised that they have so many Japanese albums, but... That is kind of shocking.
1: Yeah, I mean, s- some some groups lend themselves to be popular both in South Korea and Japan. Like, Shiny does that impeccably. Like, they have built up that...
0: Repertoire. Yes,
1: repertoire. Thank you. I was thinking of that exact word. Um, With, you know, the Japanese audience, they did it from the beginning, so they just keep doing it, um, and they have, like, their sound lends itself well to be with the Japanese audience, whereas, like, groups like B.A.P., uh, that kind of like harsh in your face hip hop sound, not as popular in Japan. So CN Blue, like Emily's talking about, has not only, it's not like a visual case sound. Is that even a thing? Like, it is.
0: No, it is. Believe me.
1: Yeah. So that's, I'm, that's what it sounds like. It gets a very light rock band sound. Like,
0: you know how Kara kind of sounded like J pop?
1: Yeah. It, it just—it's a sound. It's a
0: sound. They—they they you know it when you hear it.
1: They—they—they they, they sound very J-poppy for a Korean pop band. So yes, makes sense that they have eight Japanese albums.
0: Yeah, though they do have their own little statue on the K Star Road. I was back. They do remember. I was. Uh, we we have a YouTube video. You should check out our YouTube channel of us going down and looking at all the statues. Rachel did a really good job editing it. I was watching it today. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh yeah cn blue super junior has a really weird one that is like has sheriff stars all over yeah i was like what? <laughs> it, it was anyway you guys should check out our youtube page it's just search soulmates podcast we got a ton of videos from south korean in japan anyway let's move on to the next band yes the next band is
1: tracks with an x uh this group was formed in or this band was formed in 2004 by SM Entertainment. See, this is what we're talking about. SM Entertainment big player in the K-pop uh sphere, so them creating a band purposeful
0: marketed, you
1: get the drill. Um and was formerly produced by um X Japan's co-founder Yoshiki.
0: X Japan is super 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 big in Japan. Yeah. And Tracks unfortunately is an acronym
1: <laughs> um that is <sighs> It is Typhoon, Rose,
0: Attack, Christmas. It's all the stage names for the people. Just why? Why are is one of the groups
1: why is one of their members named Xmas?
0: I'm sure there's a story. Why (laughs) like why? Okay, why is someone in BTS named Rap Monster? Okay, because he's a rap monster. Why the fuck is this dude
1: named Xmas?
0: Maybe he really likes Christmas. Oh my god.
1: I don't <laughs> like Kim Jong mu is actually Santa. What the
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. Um
0: <laughs> This is another band where there are Two current members and two former members, just like Royal Pirates, unfortunately. It's another one of the good ones that it's a little lose less a tragic. Member. Yeah. It's a little less tragic. No one died. Typhoon is the leader and the vocals. Xmas is guitar. Rose is drums and Attack is the bass. The drummer and the bassist are both Ixnay. They gone.
1: So they're just TX now. Yeah. The raw is gone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> However, this hasn't stopped them from releasing some music. Actually, this year, in January, they released a ballad for a K-drama, I believe.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that, yeah, I've heard that, that they did that. Um, so,
0: they can still do ballads, but I want to hear The Rock.
1: <laughs> S- SM is still squeezing them for everything they're worth. I doubt... Yeah, they probably signed another contract. I doubt it's up yet. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense for them to still be wanting them to do stuff. I think the height of tracks was when they did the song in the music video with the, what's her name? Uh, Sohyun yeah. from uh, Girls' Generation. I forget what that song is called. It's like Beautiful Girl or something like that. Um, but that, that was like their height and that was back in like,
0: Twenty
1: eleven. Twenty 2012. Yeah. Um and since then I really haven't heard that much from them, so
0: they had yeah. a good sound. Like I know. It it was I love. Stop making rock. fucking ballads. I like know. I hate stop. Yeah. So Tracks released their debut single, Paradox, on July twentieth, two thousand four. Way, 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 way back then. Their second single, Scorpio, was released in Japan on November 14th. And uh in korea on november 17th by sm and there were six tracks on their ep and four tracks in japan and they were actually also featured on tvxq's albums triangle and rising sun a little tidbit you TVXQ, know tvxq
1: may they rest in peace
0: <laughs> they are not dead <laughs> they're
1: they're not dead but they've also lost a lot of members yeah so well
0: i mean it used to be a five-member band now it's two but the two of them made it work
1: yeah they work in it they work in and twerking it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I
0: digress. Uh Yeah. So, they're still making music, just not exactly what it used to be, because they're only two members now. Yeah. They have one album, three EPs, and seven Korean singles, and five Japanese singles. So, again, all these bands are marketed in Japan pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. I think because Japan... I guess people just enjoy rock music. I mean, not saying that they don't everywhere, but... They want to get the pop and the rock there, you know? They want to
1: have both. <laughs> Por no las dos? Yeah, why Why choose? Yeah, I don't know, though. If tracks doesn't step up their game, I kind of see them fading into obscurity as it for the international crowd. Like, yeah, it is clear that we are looking for a specific type of sound and rock ballads, like pop rock ballad-esque music is not it. No. It's not it. Um, right
0: now, so. Come back to us, tracks, Please. 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 And now for the OGs. F.T. Island, also known as Five Treasure Island. F.T. Island is considered to be South Korea's very first instrumental idol band. And I think that says a lot within itself. They're an idol band.
1: Very different from a band band. Yes. yes. I mean,
0: they're all super hot. Mm-hmm. They all are forced to be in K-dramas. I mean, it's like being in, you know, a boy band, but you actually have to play your instrument now. Sucks, doesn't it? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, so this band was
1: formed by FNC Entertainment. They they also uh formed CN Blue. FNC did, uh, but they were formed in 2007. They have five members and one is a former member. So the members are, uh, Choi Jong-hoon. Uh, he's the leader and he also plays guitar and keyboard. I think that is nuts, okay? Like, I can't even imagine playing one instrument, let alone two. But anyways, um, then there's Lee Honggi and he is the main vocalist. There is Lee Jae Jin, who uh, plays the bass guitar and is the backup vocalist, I guess. Um, and then there is Song Sung Hyun who plays the guitar. Um, he is a rapper and he also does some vocals. And then there's uh, Choi Min Hwan who plays the drums and he's a, it says, sub-vocalist so I guess he's like the last Choi to <laughs> to the vocals. <laughs> um and then there was a member named uh oh Wan Bin um but he left the group back in 2009.
0: So FT Island debuted in Korea June 7, 2007 with the song Love Sick on M Music Countdown. The band's Korean debut was successful. Their debut album titled Cheerful Sensibility was the 6th best-selling album of 2007 and that's pretty good. 2007, I feel like, was a very pop-rock-heavy year, mm-hmm. so they rode that wave pretty hard. Uh, the band then debuted in Japan a year later on June 8, 2008, with the EP Prologue of FT Island, Soyogi. Yogi. Um, however, this was met with pretty limited success, and they didn't really have the same lightning in a bottle that they had in Korea.
1: In 2009, Jang uh, Hoon, Min Huan, and Jae Jin formed a subgroup called FT Triple. Some of the reasons behind this lineup were to showcase more of the members' skills and to prevent the main singer, Lee Hongi, from overstraining his voice again.
0: Yeah, he had a lot of issues um, just straining his voice. And I think that goes to show you that a lot of these boy bands don't really sing on stage. But because if you're a band, you gotta perform. Yeah, there is
1: no track you get to play. I mean, you're playing the instruments. You can't... I guess you could
0: fake play an instrument, but But, that would
1: be very weird.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, his voice took a hit. Especially with grueling K-pop schedules.
1: Yeah, you know, no breaks.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, let's see. How many people do vocals... Uh, one, two, three, four people do vocals in this, so they wanted to showcase some of their voices that may not really get as much love and attention in F.T. Island, um, so they formed that. F.T. Island has released 16, 16 full-length albums. 16 full-length <laughs> albums. That
1: is more than one, that's almost two a year. Yeah. Almost two a year. Because they formed in 2007 and is only 2017. It's been 10 years and they've made 16 full length albums. They you have. You better work, <laughs> bitch. Like, <laughs> goddamn.
0: <laughs> Eight mini albums and singles on top of that and soundtrack productions for drama themed songs and anime openings.
1: Yeah, that is. Uh, That is so, like, I cannot even imagine. Did they ever leave the recording studio? They only did to sing and perform (laughs) some more on some stages. Like, oh my god.
0: Yeah. Oh um, my god. It is insane. That's insane That's the most albums I've ever seen for anyone in the K-pop genre ever. Ever.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: Now they have a lot more control over their music and sound, so they sound a lot less pop-rocky. They still sound pretty good, though. Yeah. And they are still releasing music. They are still at it.
1: They they are still relevant. They haven't really faded into obscurity like tracks and CN Blue have. I mean, I just, they they don't come up anymore in conversation. And when I'm looking at, you know, K-pop news, like, they just don't come up anymore.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I feel like Royal Pirates just came out with new music, so they have a chance to kind of pick themselves back up again after they lost um, James.
0: And also they have a drummer and then um, someone who can sing and play guitar. So they really could white stripe it. It's not impossible for them to, you know, completely fade away. And they also could get studio musician help. True. I really hope that they could make it work because their music is so
1: good. They are very talented. Um and I think FT Island is very talented too. Like their sound, like I can I picture their sound very easily. I don't have to kind of search for, oh yeah, what did tracks sound like again? And the um, main
0: thing I remember about Tracks is them in those white uh naval officer mm-hmm. um very tailored and they were basically in white skinny jeans, but that I remember that from a music video more than any song they ever made.
1: Yeah, like it so not so much them but FT Island, you know, with releasing 16 full-length albums, they're a little hard to forget. Like I know who FT Island is. Tracks, haven't heard from a while, CN Blue, old K-pop, honestly, that <laughs> honestly, if we were doing like a what is that? Word recognition, word relation. Yeah. Um CN Blue, I'd be like old. <laughs> old K-pop, just so like old. just like Kara is old. Just like, um, Rest in peace. just like Wonder Girls, Rest honestly, <laughs> old like. Yeah. Sorry, but you know some things just don't. They Last. don't. Up, they don't upgrade themselves. They don't keep updating themselves. Like Royal Pirates has done that. Ft Island has do- has done that.
0: Yeah, they've evolved with the times. Mm-hmm. I feel like they both of those bands have actually grown as. Bands and not yep. just um, as someone on a on a label, mm-hmm. like they. I feel like these bands also have more creative freedom than someone in a normal idol group.
1: Right, and they and all of them have been around for quite a long time, so they're experienced. Uh, they know what sound they want to make, and they're talented because um, they've had so much experience um, and they know how to market themselves now. So,
0: I'm still shook at sixteen albums. Yeah, that is
1: <laughs> I cannot believe. I'm also, uh, still like I didn't know that James left Royal Pirates. Like, that is I know. concerning.
0: Well, I, I really hope he's able to return because it seems like he needs some time off a grueling fucking schedule yeah. to recuperate. He's been dealing with an injury since two thousand fifteen.
1: Mhm.
0: I mean I mean he's a key
1: component of that band though. Like I know. I, I just feel like if he doesn't come back, it's gonna be hard for them.
0: I hope that they can get someone to fill the void, and eventually he can come back.
1: I hope so too.
0: Maybe a lady. It's been a sausage hey, fest. Maybe you know, a lady.
1: Card is hella popular.
0: Yeah. Take
1: note, K-pop groups. Take note. Also, if you didn't notice, there's something that's really missing from this episode, and that is the fact that there are have been no pop rock girl groups. Yeah. There are no girl groups. I even tried my best to think of, um, when I used to listen to K-Indie, try to think of any girl groups that were out there, and I could think of none. There are J-Rock girl groups, um, but there are no K-Rock girl groups.
0: If you guys know any, please send us an email and let us know so we can check them out immediately.
1: Exactly. I would love to support that. Like, I would really love to support that because I feel like that that is a genre and a niche that is missing.
0: Yeah, on a semi-related note, if you are interested in Japanese rock groups, my favorite rock group is a ska band called Oriska Band and it is an all-female ska band from Osaka. Nice. Yeah, I saw them at the Warp Tour years ago and they signed a CD for me. They were really nice. Cool. So check that out if you like ska music. I like baby metal. I love baby metal. Oh my god. (laughs) Baby metal
1: is so pure. I I love love baby metal. metal.
0: (laughs) okay thank you so much for listening um if you like pop rock if you like k-pop but want just something different check out this stuff Yeah, a little palate cleanser. A little palate cleanser. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr, .tumblr soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. Leave us a review. Tell all your friends. We would really appreciate it. Um, We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.